in this conversation, we want to be very careful about about sounding judgmental or 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 even actually oh, no. being judgmental yeah. yes. towards people who are going through very very difficult things and in the midst of that they experience doubt i think that's that's something we definitely don't want to do uh that's not something that we we would intend to do in this conversation i think it's i think uh, you, you know that's part of that's part of the the wrestling with this issue is you know um you know, life is hard and life does cause us to doubt the goodness of God or the reality of God or or whatever that 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 that's a reality. It's not a virtue. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, the, those who who maintain their faithfulness through that kind of difficulty, those are the those are the ones who are truly, um, you know, praised and, and celebrated. Hello and welcome to Calvary Conversations, a ministry of Calvary University. Um, I am the introduction host today. I'm Tim Hange, the head of the English department. I have with us Josh Paxton, who is the head of intercultural studies, Mike Dodds, who is the dean of the seminary and head of Calvary Press, and Sean LePage, who is the director of ministry studies. But, and I haven't warned these guys about how I'm going to introduce them today, so hopefully they'll go for this. Um, especially before we hit today's topic, I want you to know what we first and foremost are. We are four Christian guys who are figuring things out just like everyone else. And we study a lot. And that's not to say that, you know, we don't believe things can be known and that we don't know things, you know, as by virtue of how much we've studied in our roles as professors. But there are a lot of things we're still figuring out. And we approach this topic today with that kind of humility, understanding that um, I, I hope that you sense from us uh, a humble confidence and not an arrogant certitude when it comes to topics of doubt. Um, I hope you sense from us a deep and abiding faith, even though sometimes we're willing to question things. And as as we as we are leading this in, I will then say that the topic is doubt. Today we are discussing doubt. Uh, just a few more words of introduction. This is something that many Christians experience, obviously. Does God exist? Is he good? Uh, these are kind of the key things that we're, we're getting at today. Also, you know, is the Bible really the word of God? Am I on the right track with Christianity? Or or is, is this really just sort of an exclusivist fantasy that, you know, there are many paths to to uh, to God, these are things I went through as a young man. I, I don't know if you guys have, honestly, I don't know your stories quite well enough to know that. Um, but I know we talk with a lot of students who either go through that and verbalize it or are going through it internally. It's very common through the late teens and early 20s to struggle with these things. And what we're kind of asking when we doubt tenets of the Christian faith you know, the existence of God or 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 the, or the authority of his word. We're doubting two things. We're doubting sometimes whether something is even true. But we're also sometimes doubting, we also sometimes doubt the character of God. So is, or the character of the thing, is God good? Is Christianity good? Is the Bible good, right? So truth and character are things we tend to doubt. So kind of in that mode today, I wanted to kick us off 
with a question. Is it healthy for a Christian to doubt? Define so, healthy. Yeah, I was about I was about to say the same thing, Sean. I was like, okay, so in any discussion, we need to define our terms. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry to steal your thunder there, Josh. But, but, uh, but yeah, define healthy. I mean, there are those who would say it is good and natural for Christians to doubt, and it is through working working through those doubts that we we uh, we strengthen our faith. Uh, there are those well, who would say, um, okay, if you have to, you have to do that. But, oh, sorry, I think we glitched there for a moment. Um, so I'll, I'll repeat that question. I'll repeat my answer to your question. There are those who who uh, say that doubting is good. It's, it's a natural progression, or it's part of a natural progression to a mature faith. Um, and so, so it's good to doubt. It's good to to get answers to your doubt. There are those who say, "Look, a, a person makes a practice of questioning everything. At some point, we, you know, isn't isn't stable, as as, as the scriptures say. A double-minded man, or he who doubts, is is um, like someone who is tossed uh, by the waves. And a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We need to develop the practice and discipline of taking a scripture at its word and not doubting it. Uh, so." What do you guys think, think? Tim, I think the word that I, I think the word that maybe needs a better definition is is doubt. So mm -hmm. as, as you were giving your your introduction, you know, one of the things that occurred to me, and this also sounds like a bit of what you're talking about there is that the, you know, intellectual maturity to me means being willing to know that I don't know everything, being willing to admit that I don't know everything and mm -hmm. that's OK. I can be comfortable. I, I can be content in in the fact that I don't know everything and I don't have to know everything. But I don't think I would call that the same as doubt. I think doubt mm -hmm. is doubt is a little bit different to me and that doubt is more along the lines of, um, you know, questioning the the truth of something. Like Correct. you, like you said in your, you 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 asked that in your question that to, I would define doubt more along the lines of is is this true? Is it possible? Is it real? You know, questioning those kind of things than being willing to admit, yeah, I don't know, and it's okay that mm -hmm. I don't know. Mike, Sean, what do you guys think? Is it healthy to doubt? If somebody, if somebody has doubts about the existence of God, or if, or if you're talking to a young Christian person who has doubts about uh, the Bible really being God's word, is that, uh, can that be a healthy thing? Is it always unhealthy? You, you know, when you asked, sent it to us it, in the very first question in the email, you know, we said we we're going to talk about doubt, and, you know, it's a knowledge issue, you know, like we were talking here, you know, we, we're all going to doubt things. I think of the Bereans, you know, that they do they not trust Paul? Do they have to go check it out? <laughs> Do they doubt that he? Well, I don't know if doubt's the right word. It's a lack of knowledge or it's confirmation. If they had a question, really, I've never heard that before. So, mm -hmm. so some of what we call as doubt, and it sounds like such a negative thing, is not not bad. Like what we're saying, the issue comes in when we're uh, questioning a character. You know, I, I there's a lot of questions I wish God would answer for me. I don't know why my dad died of a brain tumor at the age of 59. Mm -hmm. 
And so am I supposed to doubt him? People do because of tragedy. Mm. But the Bible says that he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Mm -hmm. You know, the, Paul affirmed that the, all scripture is profitable for teaching, reproof, everything to equip me for everything God wants me to do. But yet he's not going to answer every question I might throw at him. So mm -hmm. in life, there is that element of doubt. You know, you said the word healthy, and that's where my mind was going. And then I hear all the other questions. And it's a healthy thing, but it's a dangerous thing. Like you were saying, mm -hmm. if I stay there perennially, but I, I got to sort it out. Is it just a lack of knowledge? Well, I need to learn more. I need to. I need to know that doctrine, meaning what God has revealed in his word. And, and then I need to live it out as he reproves and corrects and trains me in righteousness so I can do what he wants. And See, Mike, then I will not doubt him. Go ahead, Tim. I think you just hit on I think you just hit on one of the key differences between what I would call healthy doubting and unhealthy doubting. Uh, one of the things that drove, drove me nuts when I would work with uh, youth uh, year, back in the day was, you know, the, the young person who says, well, you know, there's just so much that people say about God, and I don't know if he exists or really exists. You know, I guess I'm just an agnostic. And you would try to work with this young person to say, okay, let's let's look at some evidence, biblical mm. and extra biblical. Let's let's sit down. Let's look at this issue. And you would discover that in reality, they were too. Boy, this sounds really negative, lazy. But they they didn't they didn't want to take the time, effort, and energy. To to seek the knowledge to answer this ultimate question, and I think that's when doubt is completely unhealthy, when it's not at, at the very least combined with a a willingness to say, "But I want to get to the bottom of this, right? Mm -hmm. I, I want to know, so I'm going to study and 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 find answers." Uh, so, you know, so you just described a healthy kind of doubting that says, "You know, have I?" just believed in God because that's what I was taught all of my life. And so maybe that student goes out and reads James Sire's The Universe Next Door or, or you know, or uh, testing Christianity's truth, truth claims by Clark or something, you know, that says, um, you know, they're, they're, they're using that as a launch point for inquiry. Like mm -hmm. that to me seems mm -hmm. healthy, but there are probably still people in Christendom who would disagree with that. Um, Tim, That's I, interesting, I would, Tim, and I, I wonder if, so would you say that an unhealthy doubt is a doubt that is basically an excuse? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, 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 uh, I remember hearing the great Adrian Rogers years ago talk about um, honest doubters versus dishonest doubters. And this ooh. is what's coming to my mind as you use the word healthy, is that you know, there there are people who are honestly doubting that they, they don't know what they believe. They 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 don't know where to turn for the answers or whatever. Uh, but then there are the dishonest doubters who have been confronted with the truth. They they mm -hmm. they know better. They know how to find answers. They know who to talk to. Um, I, like I was I was in John six recently where you have the the people who uh, Jesus gave them bread and and. Uh, and, and and they're they're still asking questions. They're still asking, could this be the Messiah? But then you right. also have you also have um, the 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 uh, the Pharisees who are attributing the works of the Holy Spirit through Jesus to Satan. I mean, that's mm -hmm. willful dishonest yeah. doubt, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then you have the, those crowds who are who are actually asking questions. I think that's that's an honest doubt um, to some extent. And and so those are the the two key ideas that come to my mind um, in this conversation. And there's one other thing is that culturally we're dealing with postmodernism, which is it's fundamentally. Uh, a worldview of doubt that we can't know anything for sure. So yeah. there are there are those out there who are literally saying that doubt is actually the hallmark of a wise man. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 that's that's how you know if somebody's really, um, you know, uh, intelligent is if they doubt everything. And 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 I think that that's uh, a, a definitely an, a very unhealthy uh, extreme. Because really, the the person who has strong convictions is now treated as someone who's suspect or arrogant or whatever. Um, but right. in in reality, you know, um, uh, if you if you you know look at the teaching of Jesus or the the the, the scriptures more generally, um, doubt is 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 not um, it's not a virtue. <laughs> right it's 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 a weakness it's it's a reality for sure that we all uh, have our doubts about things but but really um um uh, you know we're we're dealing with this cultural issue of of where doubt has actually become a virtue not just not just a reality that we all yeah. struggle with but but actually virtuous and you're the truly wise person if you have if you doubt everything that you've heard you so know, I, Sean, I, I would though. need to do a um, <clears throat> this this question comes up a little bit later. But Sean, just in thinking about Scripture being, you know, uh, unkind or you know, not you not brought it up. That's praising exactly where I was going to You brought it up. So let's go for it. The Bible, and I'm going to be I'm going to be intellectually honest and say I would need to really study what I'm about to say in depth to be able to accurately say it. Um, but I. It seems to me that everywhere that doubt is viewed negatively, the the doubt in question is is directed against God's ability to do something, whether or not he's actually capable of doing something. Um, And so it's 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 not a doubt about whether or not something will ha- happen, whether a certain situation will come about, but it's it's a doubt in God's capability. Can God actually do this? Um, which is which is a little different to me. And you know, there's there's a different connotation. There's a different context there um, where you're you're doubting the being and character of of God um, versus. You know whether or not it's going to snow tonight. Um, it's well, I I doubt that you're right about that, Josh. <laughs> no, no, just kidding, just kidding. I, I would have to study that as well, just to see I all of those contexts, it, but... like like where Jesus says, "You have little faith. Why do you doubt?" You know, I I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to look at the context of all mm-hmm. of all those passages to to see yeah whether what you're saying is accurate. But I, I do I do think it does come down to a dishonest doubt because. You know, uh, Jesus says for some of these cities, it's going to be better for Sodom and Gomorrah in the in the day right. of judgment, um, because 
you have seen, you know, the Messiah. The Messiah has been in your midst, and uh, and yeah. these incredible works have been done. Um, and so he's he's basically saying that you're all a bunch of dishonest doubters. You know, we right. the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit has provided tremendous uh, uh, proof here of who I am, and 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 you refuse to believe. How so many I, more healings I, do you need to see? How yeah, many more feedings yeah. do you need to see? Like yeah. you clearly are choosing not to believe at this point. And yeah. you're right. That kind of doubt seems to be openly condemned by Scripture. I want to point yeah. out, and and I'm going to go by memory here. Um, um, but readers can look this up. But uh, there is a passage in the Gospels where John sends a word to Christ, and he says, um, he says, are you the one to come? Because he's he's imprisoned at this point by Herod. And he says, are, are, are you the one that was to come, or should we be expecting someone else? <laughs> and Jesus turns to his disciples, and he says, I tell you that among men uh, born of women, no one is greater than John. But he does say, yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. But still, if if we look at this, if we look at that, Jesus had a lot of kindness for John. John had exhibited so much faith, so much passion. And I think this moment of doubt he had because of the situation that he was in, I think Christ had a great deal of empathy because he knew how it was going to end for John, right? And I don't know, just that response to John, I find very comforting. I really hold on to that. And it's a different response than we've seen Christ give his disciples, and and as as you mentioned, right, there are times when Christ is very hard on people because they have so much evidence, they've received so much benefit. How could you not believe this? Um, you know, your it's your choice at this point. But I don't know that that is one passage I think that really relates well to doubt. Can I ask a question back to everybody? When mm-hmm. when uh, the psalmist said, cried out, oh, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Jesus said it on the cross. Was he doubting? Was the psalmist doubting there? I mean, you know, you know we, we think of being in doubt. Oh, I doubt God's going to do this. He He's not going to answer my prayer, right? You know, um, and there he's saying, God, why have you forsaken me? He's making a declarative statement there. He's, he's got a conclusion going. It's emotional. I understand that. But is that doubt? Yeah, I I think that's a that's it's a good it's a good illustration because you know uh, Tim's Tim's uh, example of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was in prison, and I, as I understand it, he had been in there a long time, like almost a year or something like that. And so I I think in this conversation we want to be very careful about about sounding judgmental or 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 even actually oh, no. being judgmental yeah. yes. towards people who are going through very very difficult things and in the midst of that they experience doubt i think that's that's something we definitely don't want to do uh that's not something that we we would intend to do in this conversation i think it's i think uh, you, you know that's part of that's part of the the wrestling with this issue is you know um you know, life is hard and life does cause us to doubt the goodness of God or the reality of God or or whatever that 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 that's a reality. 
it's not a virtue, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, the, those who who maintain their faithfulness through that kind of difficulty, those are the those are the ones who are truly, um, you know, praised and, and celebrated. Um, but we certainly don't want to judge people who go through who go through uh, difficult things and they experience doubt, you know, but but even, you know, Tim, your example of John the Baptist, Jesus did give him a mild rebuke for his lack of faith. He he said, uh, go and tell John what you see and hear. That's you true. Know, go and tell yeah. John. There's plenty of evidence. There's evidence. You know, you 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 should not be doubting. Yeah. Um, but then um, I think that he for for the people standing there who heard him say that he wanted to make sure that they didn't disrespect John, and so that's when he said, you know, there's there's none greater, uh, you know, uh, amongst amongst people than than John the Baptist. So, you know, so he he was very he was very he really you know managed that rebuke and uh you know uh, grace very very masterfully i think in that in that context yeah i like i i really think this is coming back around to what's to something tim said earlier which is it's it's not so much the the doubt that is significant but where does what does that doubt drive you to do so i mean J john's john's doubt drove him to send people to jesus to find out hey is are you accurate? He, it drove him to find evidence. Um, similar yeah. um, when the father comes to, um, I had the passage. I had the passage. Where did it go? Mark nine. When the when the father comes to Jesus to to ask him to heal his son, and he says, um, "If you can." He makes the statement, mm -hmm. if you can, and and mm -hmm. Jesus is like, if I can, uh, anything is possible <laughs> for, for the one who believes. And then so he questions the guy's doubting of his ability, but then the guy immediately turns around and he's like, yes, I do. Please, please help me in my unbelief. And so again, his mm -hmm. it's his response, his Yes, he wow. doubts, but his doubt drives him to seek affirmation rather than rather than walking away. Both Sean and, and I, Josh, actually, all three of you, I, I'm serious. You, you guys have helped me put some language to this that I've never thought of before, that doubt itself is not a virtue. But mm -hmm. you can respond to it in a virtuous way. Mm -hmm. You can respond yeah. to it with honesty. You can respond to it with the tenacity to say, I'm going to get to the bottom of this um, and, 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 and figure it out. Um, and while we're doing that, we serve our Lord and Master, who has a great deal of empathy for us, can see into our hearts uh, and knows when to express empathy or knows when we need a kick in the tail. <laughs> and... But I really like this idea Amen. that doubt itself is not a virtue, but can be responded to in virtuous ways. Mm. That's that's really helpful. And, really, and really for, helpful. And for me, one of the, one of the issues is knowledge. Um, yeah, I doubt because I don't know something. I, mm -hmm. I don't know that it'll happen. I don't know that I could fly an airplane. So I, I doubt my ability. But then once I get the knowledge and the experience, I can still doubt it, but I'm going against what's true, what's knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so if you could distinguish, like Tim, you were asking us to distinguish, when is it a bad, when is it good? It's not bad to to seek knowledge and, and to, to doubt something and then 
try to find God's answer, but it is not good when we go against his answer. You know, right. Then our doubt is unhealthy. Right, right. That's good. And I would add, Mike, that that um, it's important for us to also understand the nature of faith. Faith mm. is not absolute certainty. Yes. <laughs> faith, faith is not, uh, you know, absolute proof and absolute certainty. Uh, faith is trust. Faith is, mm-hmm. you know, what I know about God yeah. leads me to trust him even through s- something very difficult or or even through my doubts. What I do know uh, it helps me to have that faith to counteract my doubts. So I think I think it's important to, to talk about the issue of faith in the midst of this uh, conversation about doubt, because because ultimately faith Faith is not absolute certainty. It, it's reasonable certainty, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it, you've it, given us a great topic for one, for for uh, an upcoming <laughs> one. Like because it it is really difficult to define something like faith. It's something that a, a child can have mm-hmm. without without right. analyzing it. But it's something that is really difficult to define. And I think that's that's a, a great way of putting it. I sorry for the sake of time. I want to jump into our last question. What advice do you have to a Christian who is experiencing doubt? Don't. <laughs> Wasn't that easy? No, no there, there's more. I, I thought of an illustration, Sean, and 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 you you brought it back to my mind as we were thinking and preparing this topic. Um, you know, a house is on fire, a child's in the second floor window, dad's at the at underneath the window, jump. And the child goes, can I trust him to catch me? You know, he's not a bodybuilder. Uh, there's a, something going through their mind, experience, knowledge, uh, intentions. But what if a neighbor came over who's a big hawking, you know, weightlifter, a real strong guy, but boy, he's not the nicest person in the world. Would she jump? You know, I, so, you know, that issue of faith. In a God that we know, but we don't know everything. He's not chosen to reveal us everything. So character is so important when we when we the character of God is so important when we face doubts, because I, I can trust him, even though he's chosen to not give me the answer I'd like at that time. So, Sean, that, yeah, that element of faith is so true. And and so we we step on. We we know what we can. I'd, I'd say, you know, Sean, uh, Tim, you asked, what, what can we do? We learn what we can about Christ, and that's through personal experience while we're knowing him from God's word and and then acting on that, even when those emotions of doubt I'm going to use come up. And right. I know I can trust him because of what he's done and said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean, and, uh, Josh, what you got? It sounds almost it sounds almost cliche, but since we're since we're anything and everything from a biblical worldview here. Um, Really, I feel like this question, even as, as Mike was, you know, really this this question comes back to what what is your worldview and what is your source of authority? Because I feel like, you know, doubts, doubts arrive when we give something more authority than than we do God's word. Like if I'm if I'm giving God's word the authority that it deserves. If I'm trusting in God's nature and his character, then I'm not going to have a whole lot of doubts. And when I do have doubts, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to I'm going to go to his word and I'm going to read and I'm going to learn more about who he is. And can I trust his character and what he says, even if it doesn't necessarily look like 
you know, everything's coming up roses right now. Um, and so I guess that's my, you know, that that would be my advice is is immerse yourself in immerse yourself in scripture and, and what it has to say about the character of your heavenly father. You know, can can you trust him? Yeah, and I I, I like what Mike and Josh have said, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing how Tim finishes this out. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna let you have the final word on this, but but I would just you know speaking to someone who's having doubts. Um, I remember as a new believer, somebody gave me a, it was a cassette tape, <laughs> and it was a message by Josh McDowell, and it was called Honest to God, and and it really had a tremendous impact on me because his basic idea was. God can handle your doubt. You can be honest with God. So, so my advice to someone who is, you know, experiencing some doubt, struggling with doubt, is uh, that that's okay. You, God can handle it. You know, take it to Him. You know, don't as as we've indicated before, don't just hold on to your doubt. Uh, put it through the ringer. You know, read, study, talk to people. Go to go to people who've been. Uh, studying and walking with the Lord uh, longer than you have, take your doubt, take it somewhere, you know, work at it. Don't just hang on to it, but also don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to ask God, you know, how can this be? Um, He may say, um, I'm God, you're going to have to trust me with that, Uh, you know, but, but, but generally in in my own experience, uh, I've taken him my doubts and I, and I've and I've uh, read and I've studied and I've I've explored the scriptures and I've and I've talked to people that I trust and 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 I've I've found I've found answers and I've and it's it's built up my faith over over the the almost almost um, uh, 40, 40 years I've been walking with him just mm-hmm. one step at a time taking those doubts taking those questions to him. And uh, he's he's always provided, and and so that would be my main encouragement: is don't be afraid to ask those questions of God, because like Mike indicated earlier, the psalmist asked those questions all the time, and and um, but th- but ultimately the the end of at the end of those psalms they typically say, but I'm going to trust you, God. That yeah, that's my right. real that's my yeah, real response yeah. is I'm going to trust you uh, because I know that you're good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I guess I've come from a a, a story in my twenties where I early twenties, um, and this scared my poor wife to death at the time when I suddenly decided that um, I needed to spend time figuring out whether I just believe this stuff because I was brought up believing it, and it, I I had to. Um, it, it caused me to read Jean Paul Sartre. And examine existentialism, to read Frederick Nietzsche and examine nihilism, to read, uh, um, oh my goodness, um, Soren Kierkegaard, <laughs> and uh, examine is there a sort of a Christian existentialist view that I, that, that could help me define uh, my world? I listened to a whole series by R.C. Sproul on where he examined very fair, fair even handedly. A number of different uh, worldviews, and even let that cause me to read people like Heidegger and Camus and others. Um, I'm not saying everybody has to go to necessarily that extreme, but I just know that if I hadn't gone through that, 
um, if I hadn't reached at the end, at end of about a year long process, the conclusion that, wow, not only does Christianity make more sense than any other alternative that I've been presented, but the Christian God makes more sense than any other form of deism or theism that, that exists in, or monism that exists in the world. Like it, it is, if, if there is transcendence, it has to be this. And I've never seriously doubted it since then. Hmm. There yeah. have been times where, where bad things have happened and maybe I, 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 you know, doubted for a moment God's goodness. I'm weak. That happens. But the existence of God, that question was settled because of that mm. year of searching. And so I guess my biggest piece of advice, and this is maybe why I have so little patience with people who say, well, I just don't know, but then don't spend the time searching. My advice for you is if you're a believer experiencing doubt, search. If you're doubting the existence of God, search it out. If you're doubting the veracity of the Bible and his word, search it out. Um, reach conclusions. Uh, again, as Sean said, you won't have 100% certainty, but there sure is a lot of proof that I think if you examine it, will we'll lean you in a direction. But uh, that's, that's, that's my take on it. Um, Reasonable certainty. It's like um, we, can, we can know beyond a reasonable doubt we can really we really can right right just because you can't know everything about everything doesn't mean that you can't can cannot know a great deal about a lot of things right, right. and That's, sort of the postmodernist right. says well we can't know anything about anything so what what does it matter and the christian says look we can't know everything but we can sure know a lot about about things right and that's I don't know if that was that eloquently put, but no, it's like yeah. when we tell someone just believe. Well, it isn't like the little girl on Milk on Thirty Fourth Street. I believe, I believe. Yeah, uh, there, there is verifiable <laughs> facts that our faith is built on. Yeah. yeah, that we then now live out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you all so much for participating in this discussion. This is something I, I really invite you to connect with us on on uh, personally about. Uh, if you have experienced doubt, if you're if you're experiencing doubt right now, if you uh, are dealing with a loved one, uh, which can be very painful, if you have a loved one who maybe has has gone the route of atheism or agnosticism, um, uh, and and you're you're having to deal with that, we'd we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to to uh, even just pray with you if we don't have full on answers. But if if anything that we've said uh, sparks the thought that further conversation with any one of us would be helpful. Um, you know, I, I think we all have enough of a, a pastor's heart in us that we, we, we would love to hear from you on this, on this topic. So uh, thank you again and, and uh, contact us uh, through uh, whatever links you see, wherever you're watching this. And, and uh, again, we, we, uh, we appreciate you listening to Calvary Conversations. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816 322 
Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.